The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday. Today's episode is about ascites. That's A-S-C-I-T-E-S. Do you know what it is? And do you know what can cause it? We'll be talking about that and the treatments that are available. Also, I'll be bringing you the latest in healthcare news. So you know what I want you to do? That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea. And if you're listening late at night, you know I appreciate it. So grab your favorite glass of wine and come on and join me right here on My Story, Living with Lupus. He is the author of Positive Energy 24-7 and his latest book It Was Destined Urban Legend He's Detroit's own author Henry Long to purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book go to rightpath247.com W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H 247.com You can also follow him on Instagram at rightpath247 Motivational speaker entrepreneur and creator of Right Side of 50, Life Lessons with Sheila Smith. To book her for your next empowerment conference, contact her at rightside50 at gmail.com or call 404-447-6888. Nine seven.
Before we get started talking about ascites, let me tell you this before I forget, because I have been experiencing some lupus brain fog. You can now go over to YouTube and catch up on all the episodes and interviews on my story, Living with Lupus. So please go over, subscribe, and like. And I would also like to thank all of my new listeners. Thank you for joining us. And lastly, if you follow the series, Life Lessons with Sheila Smith right here, on my story, Living with Lupus, we have developed a worksheet that you can print off on your computer. All you have to do is go over to mystorylivingwithlupus.com website and print it off. We've also been adding resources for you to help you along your journey if you've been newly diagnosed or even if you haven't been newly diagnosed with lupus to help you along on your journey um, for your next visit with your doctor. Now let's get started with ascites. Ascites is the abnormal buildup of fluid in the abdomen, technically it is more than 25 milliliters of fluid in the peritoneal cavity. Symptoms may include increased abdominal size, increased weight, abdominal discomfort, and shortness of breath. Complications can include spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Now, do you think that those of us who have lupus can also exhibit the symptoms of ascites or does lupus cause ascites? Well, the peritoneum is the thin lining on the inside of your abdomen. Inflammation of this lining can cause a condition called peritonitis. Most cases of peritonitis are due to an infection. However, inflammation caused by you-know-what, lupus, can also cause a buildup of fluids in the abdominal cavity called ascites. The symptoms you may experience can include severe abdominal pain, tenderness when your body is touched, nausea and vomiting, fever and or lack of bowel movements. Now, infection, pancreatitis, liver disease, cancer, and other conditions can also cause ascites. So your doctor may want to examine a sample of the fluid to determine its cause and begin 
proper treatment. Now, you may be asking, what are the best treatments for ascites? You have to limit the amount of salt in your diet. The most important step to treating ascites is to drastically reduce your salt intake. Now, recommended limits are 2,000 milligrams or less a day. Seeing a nutritional specialist, which is a dietitian, is helpful, especially because the salt content in foods is difficult to determine. Salt substitutes that do not contain potassium can be used. Often patients will require diuretics, which are water pills, to treat ascites. Take these pills as prescribed. Common diuretics are aldactone and Lasix. These water pills cannot cause problems with your electrolytes, sodium, potassium, and kidney function. Taking water pills is not a substitute for reducing your salt intake. Both are needed to treat ascites. Other increasingly more aggressive treatments include um, You know, sometimes fluids continue to build up in the abdomen despite use of diuretics and a restricted salt diet. In these cases, patients may need paracentesis to remove this large amount of excess fluid. Now, if that doesn't work, you have surgery. Yes, surgery. Surgery um, placement, surgical placement, I should say, of a shunt, which is a tube, between the main vein, portal vein, and smaller veins is sometimes used as treatment. Now, a radiologist can place a shunt directly through the liver, thereby relieving portal hypertension and diminishing ascites. By increasing blood flow, all organs of the body are better able to perform their function. For example, in patients with ascites, Improved kidney function helps rid the body of excess sodium, which is salt, and prevent the buildup of fluids. Now, liver transplant. This approach is reserved for patients with very severe, severe cirrhosis whose livers are failing. So you see, it's more 
to lupus. Then the pain, the fatigue, and anything else you may have heard of. And most doctors may not even mention ascites to you if you're not exhibiting some of the symptoms. So that's why I try to keep you informed of what's going on with lupus. There's more to it than people really think. Stay tuned. I'll be coming back with what's going on in healthcare news. So stay with me. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. Are you ready to talk about what's going on in healthcare news, the latest? The latest is the opioid crisis. And stop saying, oh, that's not the latest news. But the potential payout, or shall I say, the payout is news. But experts say payouts from drug makers is highly questionable. Two potential payouts from Johnson & Johnson and Purdue Pharma have provoked varied responses. On Tuesday, the wealthy Sackler family and their embattled drug maker, Purdue Pharma, makers of two opioids that triggered this whole crisis, Oxycontin and MS Cotton reportedly backed a proposal to resolve all opioid lawsuits against themselves and the company for more than eleven billion dollars. I'm gonna say that again, eleven billion dollars. Now, do you honestly think that they're going to pay that money out. Now, the Sackler family is reportedly um, has an estimated value of $13 billion. 
and you're going to give $11 billion in payouts for the lawsuit. So that means that they will only have $2 billion to live off of. Now, do you think that they are going to pay this money out? Hmm. The potential settlement, if agreed by attorneys general across the U.S., would be the largest to date in the complex litigation over addictive painkillers, which have caused the death of about 400,000 people since 1999. Did you get that number? 400,000 deaths since 1999. The proposal first reported by NBC came a day after a judge in A different case in Oklahoma found that drug firm Johnson & Johnson created a temporary public nuisance by tricking doctors into over-prescribing its opioid-based medications. Judge Vad Balkman ordered the company to pay $572 million to Oklahoma as reimbursement for costs it incurred dealing with the surge in addiction and overdoses. Shares in the company rose more than 5.4% reflecting investors' relief that the payout was far less than the $17.5 billion the state sought and likely to bring down the liabilities facing drug companies and distributors that, by some estimate, could reach $100 billion. But the two potential payouts, one in a pretrial settlement and the other in a court judgment, have brought on different reactions. Now, now, Nan, I should say, Golden, the photographer whose pain campaign has triggered Widespread protests at Sackler supported our institutions and forced the family to abandon philanthropic donations, told The Guardian the reported Purdue settlement would be highly questionable and that the Sacklers would still walk away as billionaires and experience no judicial judgment. The whole thing is orchestrated by the Sacklers and very well done, but underneath it's highly questionable. We want them to be held personally accountable 
And that's not going to be possible with this settlement. They're not putting their own money and threatening to go bankrupt. I think it's blackmail, she stated. Under the proposal, Purdue will file for bankruptcy, hand itself over to a trust controlled by the states, cities, and counties in the lawsuits and sell its overseas drug maker. But the settlement only requires the Sacklers to hand over. Now, can you imagine how much money do you think that the Sacklers will hand over? I'll give you a few seconds. Time's up. $3 billion in cash. When last valued by the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, the family was worth $13 billion, as I stated before. The deal contains no provision for addiction treatment centers, pain abatement alternatives, and the anti-addiction drugs that Purdue is offering are often not covered by insurance plans, although many addicts might not have insurance. This is great PR for the Sacklers, almost like they're filling philanthropy. But they are not taking responsibility. And they are not remaining outside the law, Golden said. Opponents of the deal argue that at least half of the sum is in the form of free drugs, including Oxycontin and its branded Butran, which Purdue manufactures at cost, but will value at retail prices, so essentially profiting from the arrangements to distribute. Now, that's a trip. That is truly a trip. Just one moment. Having a hard time breathing. Just one moment. Let me give me a sip of water. The proposed Purdue settlement could result in only small amounts of money reaching individual cities and municipalities affected by the opioid addiction and depends on a critical mass of state attorney generals accepting it. That is a trip. This information was retrieved from The Guardian. You can go and read further on what is stated regarding the settlement. But you know that the attorneys will get about um, $60 million. You know, I'm just thinking right off the top of my head. 
if you got a private attorney, you know they're going to get their, their portion before anybody else does. But J&J, you know, and the Sacklers and Purdue Pharma, the Sacklers give out $3 billion and then going to give you some more Oxycontin to distribute. They, they made a fantastic deal for them. But you have to think about all the people who have, been, have become addicted to this drug. And they know that the majority of the people in the United States do not have health insurance. Or if they do have health insurance, it is limited coverage that would not cover drug treatment. So come on, who made out on a deal? You have over 400,000 people who have died from this since 1999. Who made out on the deal? The smart thing to me would be stop producing the drug. Hold the companies and the owners of the companies responsible. But that's just my opinion. I'll stay with me. I'll be right back. I hope you found this informative. And I want to leave you with something. Don't worry. God is never blind to our tears. Never death to our prayers. And never silence. To our pain. He sees, he hears, and he will deliver. So you know what you do? You get up, get your fire back. It's not over until God says it's over. Start believing again. Start dreaming again. Start pursuing what God put in your heart to do. Don't forget to check us out on SoundCloud and YouTube. And also, if you follow the series Life Lessons with Sheila Smith, go over to my story, livingwithlupus.com website, and get your Life Lessons worksheet. And also, print off your autoimmune disease resources. Something that can help you along the way. Now, you must be a member of the website to do this, and it's totally free. I've been going through my medical texts, along with my medical journals, pulling out information that will be helpful to you, whether you have recently been diagnosed with lupus or if you already have lupus. I'm adding new information um, when I get it. So um, go over there. It's absolutely free to get it. Um, I wish you all a um, good weekend, a peaceful weekend. I'm Susan Hendricks, 
your host for my story, Living with Lupus. I'll see you next week. Now get up and get your fire back. The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you.